Boston Bruins general manager Don Sweeney exercised his power to recommend the removal of Bruce Cassidy as Boston Bruins head coach. But in so doing, he puts himself firmly on the hot seat as he and team president Cam Neely are now directly responsible for the success or more likely the failure of the Bruins in the coming years. We're going to talk about what Don Sweeney had to say after dismissing Bruce Cassidy here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I am your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube, so please smash that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode either on your podcast app or in video form. For those of you on Twitter, you can follow the podcast at LockedNHLBruins. Same handle on Instagram. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. Now yesterday on the podcast, we talked about Bruce Cassidy's firing and why he was let go. Today, I want to further break down Don Sweeney's post-firing comments, why he made this decision, what it means for the future of the team, and the fact that as general manager, you only get so many opportunities to put the onus on the head coach. When Don Sweeney was hired in 2015, Claude Julien was behind the bench. Uh, The Bruins missed the playoffs a couple times, leading to Sweeney deciding to let go the uh, very popular Claude Julien, who had won a Stanley Cup for the Boston Bruins back in 2011. Bruce Cassidy comes in, he was wildly successful, well maybe not wildly successful, but he was uh, successful, coached this team to, you know, 100 point seasons, won a Jack Adams trophy, took the team to the Stanley Cup final, never missed the playoffs, And the reaction from the fan base has been pretty visceral. And understandably so, to some degree. Uh, And even Don Sweeney was asked about this yesterday. He said, if you go back to when he promoted Bruce Cassidy, there was a similar reaction. He expected it then, and he expected it now. Uh... You know it's not a comfortable position to be in when you've got a popular coach, both publicly 
and the amount of success he's had. It's going to be an unpopular decision. It's not going to resonate with everyone. He said it didn't even sit well with him. It was a very difficult decision, both personally and professionally. But he said there's this common belief that uh, you hear about the Bruins organization, the Jacobs family, about them being uninvested owners, absentee owners. He said that's far from the truth. They're very present and they hold everyone to a standard to be the best in class. Bruce Cassidy was part of the success that they've had and he believed fans were going to be upset, but it came upon him to make the right decision, both personnel-wise and in terms of staff. And ultimately, that's what he's going to try and continue to do. I found this very, very interesting because, yeah, the common belief is the Jacobs family doesn't care all that much. They're fine with the team kind of being mediocre. They want the building full, but um, not necessarily, you know, doesn't matter if they win or lose, basically, as long as they are making some money. And that's especially true in a post or near the end, hopefully, of a pandemic world where Delaware Sports and Entertainment certainly lost some money over the years. But the fact is, playoffs is where you make a lot of that money. In the regular season, you're paying salaries to the players. That's not the case in the playoffs. So you would think that ownership would want them to go as far as possible to get those additional playoff dates. So that's where I think the perception of ownership kind of breaks down. Now, having said that, Ownership noticed the lack of playoff success this year uh, and the fact that they had only gotten past the first round, or sorry, the second round one time under Bruce Cassidy. Is that Don Sweeney's fault? Is that coach's fault? Is it personnel? Is it staffing? Many of us would agree that it's personnel-based. Don Sweeney's failures at the draft, some questionable signings. But management has that coaching change bullet in the chamber that they can fire off as a shakeup that passes the buck for the time being. And right now, after making this move, after having already gotten rid of Claude Julian, now firing Bruce Cassidy, whoever comes in next, if that's not successful, then Don Sweeney's seat just becomes hotter and hotter to the point where, say they miss the playoffs this year or next, he'll have to be the one to take the fall next because you only get so many coaching changes as a general manager 
only so many times you can pass the buck until it falls on you as to um, why this team is not succeeding. We're going to talk more about Don Sweeney's comments following this decision, but first a quick word about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you might need for your car, truck, or van, even motorcycle. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer choosing only the brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money by using Rock Auto. They're a family-owned business, and they've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. That's at rockauto.com. You can see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. I want to thank you so much again for making Locked On Boston Bruins your first listen every day. The podcast is free and available on all podcast platforms as well as on YouTube. So please do smash that subscribe button so that you do not miss an episode. I have an important favor to ask you now. We've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite Locked On podcasts even better. This is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Locked On Podcasts. Go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. To take our audience survey, go to LockedOnPodcast.com slash survey. Thank you so much for your help. So the Boston Bruins choosing to fire Bruce Cassidy and uh, Don Sweeney had some very interesting things to say after making this decision. He said, why was the decision made now? The timing, after taking a few weeks to unpack it, a lot of things happened over the course of the year where he thought the direction of the team was currently and equally. It was some surgeries and some of the things coming out where the team was going forward. He felt that the messaging and voice that was going to be required needed a new direction. So that's with... Uh, the losses in the playoffs with the surgeries that had taken place over the last couple of uh, couple of days or weeks, he felt the team needed a 
um, a new voice. Whether or not that's accurate remains to be seen. Now, Bruce Cassidy did say that he did not lose the room. Um, he met with the coaching staff after the season to discuss what they were capable of achieving. Uh, Bruce Cassidy made the decision that Kevin Dean wasn't going to be extended. There was some friction that had emerged between him and his assistant. Um, so Bruce Cassidy was allowed to fire Kevin Dean before being let go. Um, he went back to work, talked with the, the group, scouts, management, ownership, made a clear decision that something needed to change, and that's where he arrived at that decision on Monday. Uh, he said the players were not driving the bus in terms of making his decisions. Uh, he honestly believes they impact the hockey club more than anyone. They're invested, and they want to know how invested the organization is. Taking anything away from what they're trying to accomplish as a group, um, it doesn't matter what they're necessarily saying individually. It's collectively as a group and how much they think they can accomplish. And they agreed with him that they left everything on the table, Young or old, the message delivery that he implied or received was that a new voice would resonate with them. Um, so take that for what you will. He said the, the team didn't lose the room. Patrice Bergeron said in a French interview that there was no truth to the rumor that um, you know he or David Krejci had said that um, somebody needs to go in order for them to return. So there's kind of mixed messaging there. Either they he lost the room or they need a new voice. Um, so we'll have to see exactly what that means for Patrice Bergeron's future with the Boston Bruins. But from Don Sweeney's point of view, the players just simply needed a new voice. Now to me, that's kind of a... Um, cliche it's kind of saying you know new voice what does that even really mean if they hadn't lost the room then yeah what does that really mean the group isn't disgruntled uh, they thought like he did that Bruce is a terrific coach uh, he will have a tremendous amount of success as he did here with his next opportunity and every player would agree that he's a terrific coach. So what do you do with that? Where did he fall short? Sweeney said he felt the message and how it was being delivered, and more importantly, 
how it was being received by players young and old. Um, that's where he fell short. Players felt they were very well prepared, but at times they struggle, and sometimes that's the voice that's in their head. And ultimately, he had to make a decision to take a different path. So perhaps Bruce Cassidy had taken this team as far as he could, and they believe perhaps someone else can take them a bit further, and that's where it becomes tricky because if the roster itself is not at a level where they can't compete, it's not going to matter who's coaching. Uh, Ownership, he said, approved the decision. He took them, his recommendations, and um, it didn't come from them necessarily. But this is a situation where it's like, you know your boss wants a desired outcome and you take something to them that won't put it on yourself. On whether a new coach can take them further, Don Sweeney said he felt that where the group is and what they were able to accomplish, uh, specifically January, February, March, he believes they're a good hockey team. With the injuries they have, where the players are coming back health-wise, that could dictate what they're able to accomplish this season. Goaltending, he expects to make some headway through the year and help keep them afloat. And obviously, there's the injuries to McAvoy, Grizzlick, Riley, Marshan. Question looms for Patrice Bergeron. And so it's possible that the Bruins will indeed take a step back this season because of those circumstances. And as a result, maybe they really did Bruce Cassidy a favor. If you let him go now, at least he has options as opposed to firing him after a slow start in the regular season and therefore limiting his options moving forward. So perhaps it was a, uh, a favor in some ways by Sweeney to let him go at this point. Um, we're going to talk about what he's looking for in a next coach here in a moment, but first a quick word about Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all betting, stats, and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, news, and odds, including uh, the ongoing Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA championship, Major League Baseball, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC. Bet Online is your continued source for all sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, speaking of Bet Online, received an email this morning from them with uh, odds. Odds on favorites to become the next coach of the Boston Bruins. 
And uh, perhaps tomorrow we're going to break down the coaching candidates. But here's their list of favorites. Nate Lehman, 4-1. to one. Barry Trotz at 5-1. to one. Uh, Greg Carvel, head coach at UMass, is listed at 11-2, to two, as is Pete DeBoer, who was recently fired by the Vegas Golden Knights. Dave Tippett, former head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Jeff Blaschel for the Detroit Red Wings, formerly. Jim Montgomery, formerly of the Dallas Stars. And our boy Mark Savard, currently coaching the Windsor Spitfires. They're all at 7-1. to one. Travis Green, formerly of the Vancouver Canucks, former Bruins player as well, 8-1. to one. You have John Tortorella, 10-1. Guy Boucher, 16-1. Mike Babcock, also at 16-1. A couple names missing from this list that jump out right off the top. Jay Leach, uh, who's with Seattle now, and Rick Tockett. Uh, who I believe the Bruins may be interested in as well. So that's the list currently. And again, uh, probably tomorrow we'll look at the, or maybe Friday we'll do that, the uh, top candidates to become the next head coach of the Boston Bruins. In terms of potential coaches, Don Sweeney did say he has a list. The search is going to take him some time. He's going to do his due diligence, continue to talk to the staff, interview from a wide base, learn about what other people outside the game, outside the team, view their younger players and how they view the team as it is. He's still going to be a process-driven and structured guy. He believes they can continue to evolve defensively, been an upper echelon power play and penalty killing team that needs to remain obviously and um he also wants to add some toughness the coach has to have communication skills to be able to bridge the gap with older and younger players paramount now with integration um you know David Pasternak is a great example. A number of years ago, they didn't necessarily believe he was ready, but he came in and started scoring right away. Next thing you know, he's in the lineup and an impactful forward. So they're trying to see how they can bridge that gap, get some younger players integrated, and hold the team to a competitive standard. For the time being, both Assistants Joe Sacco and Chris Kelly remain under contract. Uh, Bob Essensa, they've had discussions with. They'll see where that goes. Kevin Dean, not extended. And we'll have to see if the new coach wants to come in with some um, assistance of his own. He said Bruce Cassidy didn't take the news well. Um, he said, I'm the same guy that six years ago sat with you and believed in you. And he sat there yesterday, believing in him as an excellent head coach. 
Just a difficult decision. Hard delivering that news. And, you know, he acknowledged they both fell short of getting the job done. And it's only a matter of when, not if, he has the next opportunity. This discussion is totally different if the Bruins win Game 7 against the St. Louis Blues. You have Sweeney with a cup under his belt. Cassidy with probably longer rope because he's a Stanley Cup winning coach. And um, the fact that they failed to win that game, win that series, win that cup will haunt a lot of these guys for a long, long time. He did acknowledge that it is going to fall on him at some point in time. Today, not that day. Made the decision. Uh, he believes they have a good team. Going to continue to have a good team. And they may have to pivot because of where the injuries are. Maybe ramp down expectations for this coming season. Especially if Patrice Bergeron doesn't come back. But ownership has confidence in him to um, retool on the fly, I guess you could say, and try to continue to get the most out of, um, yeah, this current roster. On how this decision impacts Patrice Bergeron's decision, Sweeney said he's had multiple conversations with Patrice. Uh, They continue to have them. He has too much respect for Bruce or for Sweeney to make recommendations about who who the coach is and who he's going to play with. Went through the same thing with Claude, where he played and had a lot of success with. And um, it's Bergie's decision, his timeline, and he'll take as much time as he needs. And that could even bleed into the regular season at this point. Um, we're going to talk about David Pasternak more tomorrow, whether or not he's willing to re-up with the team. Um, and how this decision may impact Patrice tomorrow as well Um, but in terms of the next head coach he's saying he's going to be open-minded going to cast the net a little wider Uh, NHL coaching experience not a prerequisite there's an experienced group of guys that want to win they know how to win a young group of guys as the next core McAvoy Pasternak being part of that and hopefully they can bridge the next group of young guys that will come in. Your Trent Fredericks, your Jackson Nikas, your Fabian Lysels, maybe some other guys who um, can bridge that gap. So he's going to cast the net wide. That's why you might see former coaches and some new head coaches getting a look as well. Now, I said I'd, I'd talk more about David Pasternak tomorrow. Fluto Shinzawa of the F uh, put out a report yesterday, an article suggesting that David Pasternak 
not likely to re-sign if Don Sweeney remains as general manager because of how he allowed his best friend Tory Krug to walk away and didn't make it worth David Krejci's while to stick around. Uh, Elliot Friedman of Hockey Night in Canada reached out to J.P. Barry. Uh, he spoke with Pasternak and Sweeney. The plan is for everyone to sit down in early July to discuss an extension. That's eligible to be signed on July 13th. Agent J.P. Barry said it's premature to jump to conclusions beforehand. So that's the latest there. We'll talk more about this in depth on tomorrow's podcast. Uh, the kind of the fallout from the coaching decision and the implications for the roster moving forward. Uh, and we will, of course, touch on some coaching candidates later this week and get back to our series on Don Sweeney's trade history. A lot going on this week. And again, from my perspective, Don Sweeney has put himself on the hot seat by making this decision. Uh, the ownership needed to see that something was going to change. Bruce Cassidy was sacrificed, and now if they don't win, it's going to be on Sweeney, and he'll be the next person to go. I believe it goes even further than that, that Cam Neely has a lot of say on what Don Sweeney does. And um, I would hope that when there is a front office cleanup, that it would involve hockey operations and a general manager to put some buffer between on-ice personnel and Cam Neely. Uh, not scooping up Jeff Gorton when he was available may be a mistake in hindsight. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to this uh, longer episode of Locked on Boston Bruins. Just so much going on, and uh, it's good for the Bruins news cycle, good for a daily podcast, and I appreciate all of you who are uh, taking some time to listen to me talk about this team and offer my thoughts and expertise I really do appreciate each and every one of you. Hope you're having a great week. Happy Wednesday, all downhill to the weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.